Okay, I'll just take a minute to share the screen. Okay, we are studying the book of uh, Proverbs, uh, the path to wisdom. Uh, now we are getting into the book. Uh, all that we have seen thus far is an introduction. We are going to straight away dive into the book. But what we'll be doing is we'll not be studying it verse by verse. Rather, we'll be uh, studying it by topic wise, we'll be studying. Uh, but the first thing we need to realize is if we want God's wisdom, though it is free, though it is freely available, the wisdom cries out in the marketplaces but it will cost us. Now, what do you think is that cost? Though God's wisdom is free and she cries out in the marketplace, she's available to everyone, but still it's going to cost us something. And what do you think will be that cost? You can unmute yourself and you can answer. Time, as okay. Time and obedience, obedience, time, obedience. Anything else? Uh, <clears throat> one of the important things that it'll cost us is. Uh, it will cost us all our preconceived ideas. See, we are all product of the society and the way we have been brought up. And uh, knowingly, unknowingly, we all have certain preconceived ideas. In other words, that's our worldview. Now, unless we are ready to allow the word of God to work in our lives and to change these ideas that we have, you know, we had these ideas for generations together. We, we could have heard from our parents, our, grand, our grandparents used to do like this. So we have got certain things, uh, certain things that are ingrained in our mind. And we should be ready to wrestle with these ideas. And we should allow the word of God to transform us. And because we should be ready to change our beliefs and practices. Every culture is based on certain belief system. Uh, I'm not talking about a religion as such. Uh, anywhere people live, uh, they gather together, there is a culture. And the culture is basically about uh, what they feel is good for humanity. And uh, we should, we have all have learned something from that. I'm not saying everything is bad, wrong, but what the underlying factor in those things is, it is a human idea. It's, it is not God's idea. So we have to bring all those ideas that we have learned, we have imbibed, uh, we have been, uh, no, we have been instructed and we have to bring all these under the word of God. And we should allow the word of God to influence and change our worldview. That will be the cost. And that will be a heavy cost. It's not going to be easy to change our worldview. Though we might, on paper, we might say it's easy. Uh, oh, this is, yeah, it's nice, simple. But in, in practicality, or when it comes to practical life, to change our worldview is a challenge. And um, it is important, the gospel should penetrate every area of our life. Uh, issues like dowry, caste, marriage, respect for women, power, money, identity. Uh, if, you, if you study each of these issues, we realize that the society has a belief system with regard to these items. 
these issues and we should see what the word of god says about these things and we should be ready to follow it and uh, we should be ready to um, change our world view and that is how we influence the world uh, the way we work in our place every every child of god uh, wherever it might be uh, whether we are operating our uh, washing machine or we are in the kitchen or we are in the working place we are influencing the culture or we are bringing about a new culture or we are bringing about the gospel culture and uh, that's the way we influence the world and that's how we are light and salt in this world so wisdom will always cost us something so the first topic that we'll be studying is understanding the heart we have already given we have seen in the introduction heart is the most important uh, term in the old testament and uh, we have seen that the english language has no equivalent to the hebrew word hebrew word is leb labab that is the word they use for heart and there is no english word that can translate it rightly or uh, get the right meaning uh, and we have seen it occurs 46 times in proverbs in other words more you know there are 31 chapters and it occurs more than 46 times in proverbs and we also saw that uh, all the body functions the ancients attributed all the body functions to heart for example um uh, you know when you talk about the heart in what we call in anthropology basically it's studying about human behavior relationship that's what is known as anthropology it's a social science so in biblical time what was their understanding so the heart controls the body um yeah it's facial expressions a happy heart makes the face cheerful its tongue the heart of the righteous weighs its answers but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil and all its other members like mouth eyes feet all the functions of all these organs are attributed to heart so heart is very crucial when it comes to uh, biblical wisdom uh, heart is the place where one thinks where one we one feels and even is the execution of things all these things are attributed to heart planning pondering all those things are attributed to heart and the bible is very clear and it says the lord knows the heart sometimes we may not be knowing our own heart the lord knows the heart that's why in proverbs 17:3 it says the crucible for silver and the furnace for gold but the lord tests the heart uh, as i had mentioned earlier the function of the brain was unknown in the old testament so it is the heart that thinks it is the heart that feels and it is the heart that executes now since that is the way they understood heart uh, so what the wisdom teaches us is if you allow god's word to influence your heart there will be a change in character and that is the purpose of wisdom uh, literature uh, but the problem is the heart must allow god's word to penetrate and also to work inside our heart that's important uh that's why we say that take away the heart of stone and give me the heart of flesh heart of stone cannot receive god's word or wisdom so we should ask for a heart of flesh so that when the word falls when the seed falls it will germinate and it will produce 30 60 100 fold harvest for us 
So the heart is the center. As far as uh, the book of Proverbs is concerned, heart is the center because a person, if you are talking about the emotional well-being, or if you are talking about his uh, intellectual well-being, or even if you talk about his spiritual life or moral life, uh, all these activities are attributed to heart. And that's the reason we find in the proverb, above all things, the heart must be guarded for it is the wellspring of life. So understanding the heart, how it works, uh, that is very important if you want to grow um, in wisdom. And the book of Proverbs also says, the eye and the ear uh, are gates to the heart. What we see, what we hear are so important because they are the gateway that influences our hearts. So heart is crucial, uh, not the way we understand our physical heart, but this is the way they understood heart um, in, in the ancient times. And now we will see what are the instructions for the heart. The, the first thing that we see is, uh, we'll see how we can use this wisdom and why heart is important and what can we do to influence our heart. So the first thing we learn uh, in understanding the heart, the first thing we should know is actions shape the heart. You know, since morning, we did so many things. Um, we, have, we have done so many things knowingly, unknowingly. We, we, we have done things and all these actions, they shape the heart. Now, how we, the way we see in the book of Proverbs is, do not set Proverbs 4, 14 to 16. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way, for they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make stum someone stumble. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked. Uh, our idea of righteous, righteous person, wise person, and wicked person, uh, we should uh, try to understand that uh, we are not righteous all the time and we are not wicked all the time. Uh, the, the way it is presented, uh, it all depends on what we do. Now, do not set foot on the path. Now, I need not have gone, I need not have stepped outside my house. It doesn't mean that I have not set foot on the path of the wicked. Now, when we read this uh, Proverbs, we should also contextualize. How does it apply in the present day circumstances? As I said, I have not stepped out of the house since morning. Uh, does this mean that I have not set foot on the path of the wicked? No. Just sitting at the home, uh, I would have browsed on the internet. Uh, you know, it is, it is not I have gone to your place physically, but I have watched, I have browsed on the internet, or I could have heard some programs. As I said, the eye and the ear are the gateway to the heart. Uh, so when we are uh, when we are studying uh, these verses, we should try to contextualize. Uh, it is not that literally we go and walk on the path of the wicked. Just the way we have seen things, we have heard what we have heard since morning. It shows us whether we have set foot on the path of the wicked or not. Or do not set foot on the path of the wicked or way, walk in the way of evildoers. You know, now, how do we contextualize this? Walk in the way of evildoers. You know, people, they lose their money because they get a message saying that you won a lottery. You just uh, click on this link and then they find that all their bank balance, they're lost. That's walking in the way of evildoers. 
because the desire, the moment they say you won a lottery, first of all, why should we get easy money? Why somebody should pay us money for nothing? Why a stranger? And people try to rationalize, oh, God wants to bless me. And then they lose money and they keep crying. So these verses we should contextualize. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Just don't click on that. If something doesn't belong to you, just don't click on that. So that is do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. Don't even pay any attention. Don't even say, let me see what is the message. I'm not going to click. Don't, don't get into those. If you don't fall into those temptation, that is wisdom. That is how actions shape the heart. Because I have a conviction that I don't deserve this money and that money doesn't belong to me. Just because somebody is giving free, it doesn't mean that I should take it. So that's the way actions shape the heart. Proverbs 4 and Proverbs 4.13 says, hold on to instructions, do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Have fundamental convictions we should have in our life. How we work, how we practice integrity, diligence, devotion, truthfulness, honesty. So we have to have these instructions from the word of God. In all that you do, whether you eat, drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of our Lord Jesus. That's the way we influence the culture in our workplace. So hold on to instruction, do not let it go. And that is the way we guard our heart. Um, Jeremiah 23, 11 to 12 says, both prophet and priest are godless. Even in my temple, I find their wickedness, declares the Lord. Therefore, their path will become slippery. They'll be banished to darkness and there they will fall. I will bring disaster on them in the year they are punished, declares the Lord. Basically, I want to focus on this word path. Um, you know, when we are walking on the road, the moment we are on the road, we are heading towards a place. We have something in our mind. We are moving. So walking on a path always takes you somewhere. So it is the same with internet. We might be thinking we are sitting inside the house and we are watching. But what we are watching is taking us on a path. And that path can be a steady path as well as a slippery road. That is why action shape the heart. It is not literally we go out and walk on the path of the wicked. What we do inside, what the actions that we do, we can overeat. That's a path. It's all a slippery path. So in the, in the wisdom literature, life is likened to a path. And what I'm trying to um, make all of us understand is it's not literally that we are walking on a path, but whatever actions we are taking, that is taking us somewhere. Whether we are at home or outside, uh, from morning till evening, we are, we are moving. We are moving in our life journey. We are moving. We may not be physically moving from one location to another location, but we are, as a life, it is progressing. We can keep sitting in the house, uh, you know, the, the, the last year, for the past one and a half years, we had lockdown, unlockdown. So most of the time we are confined to the house. We were inside the house, but as far as our life is concerned, we are moving. We are just moving because we didn't sit. We were not just sleeping. We were doing certain things. And those actions are important. So in the wisdom literature, life is always likened to a path because every action that we take, it takes us somewhere. It takes us somewhere. Since morning, we are on the move. Whether we recognize it or not, uh, we are on the move. 
these actions, they change us. It has an effect on us. And it depends on the type of actions I have done since morning. I could have done good things. I could have done bad things. Remember, every time I do a thing, I can repeat it e easily next time. That is why it's good not to get into a wrong action in the first place. Because once we get into that wrong action in the first place, it is easier for us to repeat that mistake again and again. Uh, that's why, especially on the internet, we keep telling that, don't click on anything which is not yours. Don't even explore. Because today we can explore, tomorrow we will get hooked on to that. And that is the life journey. And that is our heart is shaped. You know, I didn't go and murder. I didn't kill anybody. But just the actions that I took today has shaped my heart. And it is very important, above all else, guard your heart. And if you are not careful, these acts can make us cruel, selfish, self-centered, all simple acts that we do sitting at home can make us selfish, self-centered, and it all affects our heart. So actions shape the heart. The Bible says evil becomes uh, so, evil becomes so compulsive that none of us is above it. That's why it's good for us to see that we don't do that evil. The moment we realize we should give up and we should be very ruthless, uh, we should not repeat it. Uh, the, Jesus said, uh, very truly I tell you in John 8, 34, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. If you, just, if you just sin once, we become a slave to sin. It is like an addiction. People are addicted to drinks. They have to keep drinking. Sin is also like that. Uh, internet is, we can be addicted. We can be addicted to several things. That's why it's important we realize, so I thought, Reap an action. What we think. So an action, reap a habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. This destiny comes with a simple thought. The kind of thoughts that passes through our mind. So in the wisdom literature, it's all about the heart. The thought passes through the heart. So we have to guard our heart. That's why our sleeping pattern, eating habits, punctuality, integrity with words, integrity with finance, honesty, mobile, TV, all these things, they play a role in our lives. And the wisdom, wisdom is about these things. It is not a mystery knowledge. Uh, that something we get from above. Uh, the, the wisdom that we see in the wisdom literature or in the book of Proverbs is a um, marketplace wisdom. Our day to day, for our day to day life, what is essential for us? How do we grow in our wisdom? Uh, if you are looking at, hey, these are all ordinary things. These ordinary things are only impressed in the Bible. God will do extraordinary things in and through us. God expects us to do these ordinary things in a faithful way, in a way that will honor him, that will glorify him. So these are all very important. The way we take care of our body, the way we sleep, the way we watch programs, the way we listen, the kind of 
reports we hear are he eating habits, punctuality. These are all important. Uh, that's why Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13 to 14, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road. It is again the path that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. No one likes discipline. Uh, so take the path, a disciplined path. It will help you. It will pay you in the long run. It is important. That is wisdom. Actions shape the heart. In small, small things that we do, we speak, um, we have to be careful. Now, when we say path of the wicked, basically a lack of relationship with God. Uh, it is, as I said, we should not have the idea of, uh, you know, a devil. When you see, you know, when we look at the word wicked, when we come across the word wicked, uh, we should not think in terms of a murderer like that. Uh, the way we have used our time, how often we have thought about God during this day? How often did we say a word of prayer? How often we commune with God? That's wisdom. The wicked doesn't care. He's, his idea is to make money. He is so confident in himself. So he doesn't care about his relationship with God. So who is a wise person? A wise person is you know, who seeks the presence of God in the ordinary things. In the normal mundane activity, he looks for the ordinary things. And as he looks for the presence of God, he's being changed internally. And as he being changed, his character changes. And his character, as his character changes, he's becoming a different kind of person altogether. So towards the end of our journey, it is not the way we were born or the way we were growing. You know, we are altogether a different kind of person when we come towards the end of our journey because we have taken a different path, a path in which God is present a path in which God is leading us through. So that is the path of the wisdom. So all of us are on a path. We all are going somewhere. Even when we think we are not going anywhere, like, you know, this, uh, we have this lockdown days, we don't go out, we are just stuck. We are still moving because of the actions I have taken today something in me has changed. I'm becoming a different kind of person. It may not be visible, but I'm contributing to my inner personality. I'm becoming a different kind of person. That is wisdom. So all the actions that I have taken, they shape the heart and it is important. Jesus said, above all things, guard your heart. It's out of the heart. All those things come up. So it is important for us. So we are never static. Though we are confined inside the house, we are never static. We are on the move. Or in other words, our condition changes. You know, if you buy vegetable and you just keep in your house, you don't use it. But the condition of the vegetable changes. You're, if you don't keep inside the fridge, you are just storing it outside. Or you take a potato, keep it outside and just leave it. What happens? It becomes green, greenish and then it starts rotting. The condition of the potato changes. The same way, our condition changes. We don't have to move. Just our very existence. With the passing of each day, our condition changes. So, now, for example, modern people, they say that feelings determine what we do. So they give more emphasis on feelings. 
I don't feel like doing. I don't feel like drinking, you're taking this tablet. I don't feel like eating the vegetables. Now the modern teaching is if they don't feel, just leave it. But the Bible has got something else to teach. For example, they say, I don't feel like loving that person. So if I, if I do anything that is hypocrisy, that is the modern teaching, the modern way, that, that's the way the world teaches us. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't like that person. I don't care for that person. But Jesus, but Proverbs tells us that our actions shape our feelings. We may not feel, but if we take the proper actions, those feelings also will be transformed. For example, Jesus commands us to love our enemies. Now, I don't have feelings towards my enemies. So what Jesus is telling us is, yeah, you may not feel, but you take right action, your feelings will also change. That's what Jesus has taught us. In Matthew 5, 43 to 48, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. In other words, you know, you feel like loving your neighbor, you love him. You feel like hating your enemy, it's fine. It's okay. Go with your feeling. That's what the culture teaches us. But Jesus said, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Or not even the tax collectors doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Remember, the gospel tells us while we were at enemies, God loved us. If God were to go along with his feelings, what would have been our condition? He didn't go with his our feelings. Uh, that's what the Sunday I was last Sunday I was telling that agape love is not an emotion; it is an aggressive action. It is a forceful action. God has loved us. He came down to that place where we were while we were at sinners, dirty, holy God. He didn't care for his feelings. He loved us. He acted. And that's how we have been saved. And that's the way we have to act so that um, our hearts are changed. How do we take care of our heart? Above all else, guard your heart. How do, you, how do we guard our heart? Our actions. The kind of actions we do. And when we take actions of love, feelings follow. When you visit a slum area, you may not have a feeling, but as you go there and you observe and start working, slowly your feelings will also change. So we can allow God's instructions to influence our heart. Our heart is important, critical. Like for a doctor, heart is important. Physical heart is important. Same way for our God too, this heart condition is very important. So how can we instruct our heart? How can we instruct our heart? Unmute yourself, anyone would like to answer? How can we instruct our heart? There's nothing right or wrong answer. Just share your thoughts. How can we instruct our heart? By meditating on the word. By meditating on the word, yes. Yes. Anybody else?
uh, with the word of God. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Bible, yes, all this meditation, word of God, it all changes our heart. Uh, one of the things we need to do is uh, in Psalm 42, 5, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Now, what the psalmist is teaching us is we have to speak to our heart. Our heart has a tendency to become downcast, depressed, disappointed for anything. We get easily hurt. So we have to speak to our heart. Uh, that's what we find in um, Psalm 103, which we also say as a prayer. Uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's instructing our heart. So how often are we instructing our heart? We listen to our heart, but how often we instruct our heart? How often we tell our heart, put your hope in God, for I will let praise him, my savior and my God. Now, what we have studied, heart is very critical and it's important in terms of when it comes to wisdom. <clears throat> so actions shape the heart. Actions shape the heart. Whatever actions that we have taken, whether it is cooking, washing, cleaning, working, sitting in front of the laptop, handling our mobile, speaking, all these actions, they shape our heart. Above all else, guard your heart. So we have to take care of our actions because our actions they influence our heart. Our actions, they change our heart. The kind of actions we take, it changes our heart. And Jesus said, love your enemies. Jesus was basically talking about actions. So when we take proper actions, our heart is also changed. Actions shape our heart that we see is actions open the eyes. Actions shed the art. Actions open the eyes. In Proverbs 4, 18 to 19, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining even brighter, better than the sun, till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. So have the right understanding of this word righteous, wicked, uh, the kind of actions that we take. <clears throat> now, Jesus said, love your enemies. So the paths of love and of selfishness lead to two different endpoints. I can take actions of love and I also, I can take act actions of self-centeredness and both these actions, they lead to two different endpoints. It cannot take us to the same place. So the kind of actions we take, they open the eyes. They all together, they differ. In other words, one goes to the south, one goes to the north. The kind of actions that I take, you know, one takes me to the right, one takes me to the left. It's like that. Um, one path brightens gradually. We see more and more light shining ever, ever brighter. The other path becomes more and more darker. There is darkness all along the path. We just don't know what to do. That is why our actions are important <clears throat> because we realize only when we face a crisis point and we know, my goodness, what to do now? because we didn't take care of our actions. So we, we should be careful so that we are able to see our path. God has ordained a path for each one of us. And we'll be able to see that path if our actions are good. Now, when we are talking about darkness, 
it is basically talking about self deception you know it is not that others deceive us we deceive ourselves evil has a tendency to deceive ourselves it is not somebody comes and forces me and say you do this it is evil has a subtle way of convincing me and i continue to do that and i am deceived uh, so darkness represents increasing self deception let me give you some examples you know we say i am not proud i am confident i am not rude i am just direct i am not greedy i am just careful with my money so these are all self deception which we have convinced ourselves and we should allow the word of god to change us the more we follow the path of self the more we live in denial that's why it's important that we choose the path of love the more we follow on the path of self centeredness basically we are living in denial now until we come to a crisis situation or a breaking point or we face a situation and then we don't know what to do unless we stumble along the way we will not even realize that's why it's important because self deception is something we can't even see because we are in darkness when there is no light we cannot see and that's why it's important we take care of the actions because actions open the eyes remember that behind every temptation is an overwhelming power of darkness and despair there is a power behind every temptation and that power is power of darkness and we should be careful that is why we should be careful and we should realize and we should be careful in what we choose it could be as simple as reading a novel what kind of novel are we reading it could be as simple as watching a program if we are not sensitive and careful little by little by little we'll fall into that slippery road the sin that is most distorting our life right now is the one we cannot see i may have sin i may not even know i may not even realize that's a problem with sin that is why in second peter 3:18 it says grow grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be glory both now and forevermore grow the more we come into the presence of god grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord more we come in the presence of jesus we see ourselves clearly we are able to see ourselves only when we see god that's why it's important we choose the right path and we do the right thing now gospel assures us that of god's love god's love is so amazing that he came and touched us while we were sinners because of his love i can even acknowledge how deceptive my heart was and it is if i am not careful you know sometimes i think to myself if i have to bear my heart to my parents will they love me would would they have loved me if i have to just bear my heart and say this these are the thoughts i am having would they have just accepted me 
Hadarada said, get lost from this house. But when I come into the presence of God and when I realize he accepted me with that heart condition, that moves me. That's the love of God that moves us. That is the gospel that transforms us, that changes us. I can be myself in the presence of God. I can acknowledge my weakness, my sinfulness, my wickedness. I can acknowledge in the presence of God and I can receive his love. It's amazing, God's love. So actions open the eyes. You know, we sometimes we, we, we cannot even um, realize that we are committing a sin. So the best way is, that's why spiritual growth always takes place in a community and it is good for us to develop a healthy community where um, all encourage one another, accept the weakness of others and encourage, are able to confess. Uh, that's the way we grow. So we need to have somebody to whom we can go and say that, um, you know, we can ask a question, something like this. What is the character flaw of mind that you can see? Others can, we can see others' characters flow very clearly. It's very distinct. If there's something wrong in my wife, I can see it very clearly. Same way she can see the character flaw in me. So we need to ask others because I may not realize that I have a flaw. The other places we can go to God and cry out to God, Lord, show me my hidden faults. How often we come to God's presence and we ask about God, show me the hidden faults in me. So we said, actions shape the heart. We are, right now, we are trying to understand the heart and what we learn from the wisdom literature, what we can learn from the wisdom literature. Actions shape the heart, actions open the eyes. It is something like this, actions, if you are on the right path, you'll be able to see, your eyes can see things and it'll be bright and brighter. There'll be brightness. If you're on the right path, you can see even the flaws in yourself. But if you're on the wrong path, that's why I said it is like north and south. It is like right and left. So the kind of actions we take, it can take us on the right path. It can also take us on the wrong path. When we are on the right path, we are able to see. But when we are on the wrong path, that's why I said, when we face a crisis situation, we have come to a dead end and we cannot see further because there is only darkness. There's no hope. What has happened in our life? because we didn't take care of our actions. We didn't take, we didn't bother for others. We were so self, we were interested only in ourselves. We were so selfish. We were only interested in gratifying our own desires. As a result of which, we fell into the trap of self-deception. When we are, when we fall into the path of self-deception, we can, we are surrounding ourselves with darkness. And when we are in darkness, we cannot see things. We don't know where we are headed to. So it's very important that we take care of the actions. Actions shape the heart and actions, they open the eyes. Uh, I think the last one, uh, 
You want me to finish the last one or it's enough for the day? You can finish. Okay. The last one is the heart shapes the actions. Um, in the Bible, the heart is the seat of a deepest trust, commitments, and love from which everything flows. When two people are in love, they have the symbol of heart because heart is supposed to be the place, seat of deepest trust, commitments, and love. In the Bible also, heart is the place where everything flows. Proverbs 4, 23 to 27, we have already seen this verse while studying about the heart. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. And we, we, we saw that mouth, eyes, feet, all these are connected to heart. All the functions of these organs are connected with our heart. So what can influence our heart? We can, from this, uh, in these verses itself, we can answer. What can influence our hearts? You know, it talks about mouth. So basically our words, our words influence our hearts. We, now we are talking about the heart shapes the action. So our words, our eyes, what we see, we saw that the eyes, the eye and the ear are the two gateway for our hearts. So what we see and our feet, where we go, where we move, uh, it need not be physical moment are the kind of actions that we do every day. All these things can influence our heart. So what the heart most loves and trusts, heart is very deceptive if you are not careful. So what the heart most loves and trusts, the mind finds it reasonable and the emotions find it desirable and the will finds it doable. And that's how we do wrong things. When our desires become strong, That's why in Buddhism, they say that desire is the root cause of all sin. But when our desire becomes, you know, desire on God is fine. But if the desire on God is replaced with something else, the mind will justify it. No, you're right. You're entitled for it. And the feelings, emotions, all they find, yes, you need to have it. And we tend to do it. That's what happened in the garden in Eden. And that's what happens even today. If you keep looking at an object for a long time, it may capture our heart and imagination and we may desire it. So what we see is very, we need to be very careful. Let me give an example from Joshua 7, 2021. 20, we all know the story. Uh, Akan replied, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw, when I saw God's commandment was, you will not take any of the plunder. You will not set your eyes of in on any of their things. You will set it on fire. But when I saw in the plunder, a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver, and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and I took them. They're hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. So we know what happened. They were not able to defeat the other nation, the battle of Ai, till Akan was punished. All because when I saw in the plunder, same way if we speak bitterly against someone, slowly our relationship with that person will become bitter. The kind of words we speak about somebody matters. So what we have seen today is our heart, they, the heart shapes the actions. And how this heart is being influenced? By our eyes, by our mouth, by our feet. Feet, basically, you know what you see on the internet, what you do with your hands, legs, all that matters. Now, once 
how the eyes, mouth, feet, they have influenced and there is a desire. And then once the desire is set inside the heart, I have to have the thing. The mind says, yes, sir, so you deserve it. You deserve it. You are entitled. There's nothing wrong. Oh, why don't you just tell a lie? Why don't you short-circuit this? Why don't you fill in a false resume? Because heart desires. The mind justifies. And the emotions, you feel good. The emotions doesn't say, oh, what you're doing is wrong. The emotion supports that and says, yes, yes, it'll be nice. Who is watching after all? And once you get it, no one knows. And then the emotions say, you will enjoy. You'll be happy. And then the will is ready. It does it. And that's all we do things. And that's all we should be careful. Um, what the heart loves the heart most loves how can we um, how can we guard our hearts the only way we can guard our hearts is by way of worship in which the mouth the mind the imagination and the body are all oriented to god now worship the kind of worship it's not about just music and singing now the best definition that you can find on worship is from Bishop William Temple, the Archbishop of Canterbury, he has given the definition of worship. And I hope um, if you understand the worship in the way he has defined it, uh, we are taking care of our heart. Worship is the submission of all our nature to God. It is the quickening of conscience by his holiness. The nourishment of mind with his truth the purifying of imagination by his beauty, the opening of the heart to his love, the surrender of will to his purpose, and all of this gathered up in adoration, the most selfless emotion of which our nature is capable, and therefore the chief remedy of all that self-centeredness, which is our original sin, and the source of all actual sin. Worship. If you really worship God in this way, that means our heart is taken care of. Are there things we are seeing or doing that may be moving our hearts away from God? So what did we um, see today? Actions shape our heart. And actions, they open our eyes. And if you are on the righteous path, our path will be brighter. And if you are on the wrong path, we are surrounding ourselves with darkness. And only we find depression, failure, despair, heightened anxiety, neurotic problems, all this comes when we are on this path of self-deception. Now we also saw that heart shapes our actions. Why heart shapes our actions? Because this heart is influenced by eyes, mouth, and feet. The external sources, what we see, what we hear, what we speak, where we go, all this influence our heart. And once our heart is influenced, then the mind is mind will rationalize it, justify it, and our emotions will feel, will convince us, and we will do things that are not pleasing to God. And the only way we can keep this heart in shape, uh, in good shape, is by worship, by worshiping our God uh, in truth and in spirit, where our conscience, our mind, our imagination, our will, our heart, everything is involved. And that's the way we can keep our heart in 
place. Um, I have finished. If you have any questions or you want to share, uh, you can ask. Did you learn something or do you think whatever you have understood, you have learned, was it useful? This is wisdom. Anyone wants to share something? Is it clear? Actions shape the heart, actions open the eyes. The heart shapes the actions. Is it clear or not clear? It's clear, Pastor. Thank you, Chriso. It's clear, Pastor. Good. Clear, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. What is that one thing you think that you learned today? One, one small thing that you have learned. To be conscious of the things we do, Pastor, we might uh, think they are harmless, but certain things have a lasting impact on our life, Pastor. Like, like when you spoke about the internet also, like we know certain things are wrong and we don't do it, but a simple thing might lead to a bigger uh, addiction or things like that. So every action to be aware of what we are doing, Pastor. Yes. Thank you, Roshan. Anyone else would like to share? Yes, Pastor. Uh, uh, the, th the many things that I learned, but uh, one of the things... Sorry. Yes, Deepa. Yes, Deepa. Carry on. Uh, that uh, we may have sinned and we may not realize that we are, are sinful. Like there may be sin in our lives that we are not aware of. Yes, uh, when we are when we are in sin, uh, because uh, we have always uh, equated sin with adultery, murder, cheating, and all that. The little little sin, uh, the wolf, uh, the little wolves in the garden. Uh, we have to uh, take care of that. Uh, it's it's important. Pastor, our. Uh... Self-righteous attitude is so in darkness and uh, the bright light that shines through the word that we read. This is what I learned and it was very, very, I um, mean, it's an eye-opening uh, lesson for me. Uh, yes, um, you can also read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, probably from verse 23 to chapter 4, verse 7. Uh, it talks about Paul. Uh, he says, uh, you know, he, 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 he tells in that passage how our ego deceives us. Yes, Pastor. Yeah. So uh, that self deception is something uh, we have to be careful. And it is only in Christ Jesus, only when we have that Christ seated in our heart. Because our heart is made for a big person. Yes. And uh, instead of filling that place with that big person, only God is big to occupy that place. And instead of filling that big place with God, uh, the tendency of the heart is to fill it with other things. Uh, maybe our achievements, our pride, our money, our, our, our own recognition, education. If you fill ministry, if you fill that place with these things, and because they are so small, we, we, we tend to vacillate in our life. There is no stability. Uh, it's important for us. Thank you for sharing your valuable thoughts. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Glorious Father, thank you for ministering to us this evening. 
Let it not be a mere teaching. I pray, Lord, you'll write it on the tablets of our hearts. Give us the grace, O oh Lord, to take care of our hearts. This heart belongs to you. Give us the wisdom to invite you into our hearts. We want you to be in the center of our lives. You direct our thoughts. You direct our feelings. You direct our emotions. You direct our actions. Let this heart totally be committed to you and you alone, O oh God. You be God over everything that we think, we do, we desire. We bless your name. Bless all of us with good health. Bless us with your presence. Continue to lead us and guide us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.